You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. and wonder, can God do the work? And th- so many things that are happening. And here in Acts chapter 12, we see a very similar situation. And we're just going to read a few verses, go through the chapter. It says in Acts chapter 12, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Here, James, one of the top three apostles, Peter, James, and John. You know, can you imagine what that did to the church? You know, that here one of the top disciples here took and beheaded him right there. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him. That's over 16 soldiers. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But notice this part right here. And I know you know this, but look at it again. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You know, we never, never could underestimate the power of a praying church and what a praying church can do. And I know North Valley Baptist Church has seen great things happen because of people that have prayed and people have been healed and lives have been changed and people have been saved. It's just because of the power of a praying church, just like this one here. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before this door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. So there you can see God just sent an angel. And then I want you to take and turn to verse number 17. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them, notice this, how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Amen. You know, everything we do is not about us, but it's about what the Lord has done. Amen. But it's a blessing that God chooses us and allows us to be a part of his plan. Isn't that a joy to be able to do it? And he departed and went into another place. And now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Peter had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And then I want you to skip down to verse 21. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It's the voice of a God and not of a man. But immediate, and immediately the angel of the Lord, here he is, the angel again, smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. You see Herod here, you know, he was basking, you know, he thought he was in complete control. And yet, and he even beheaded Peter, or beheaded James, put Peter in prison. Was probably after the time of the Feast of Unleavened was going to have Peter beheaded as well. Thought he had it all under control. But then God sent an angel. Released Peter from prison. Smote Herod. And then I want you to read with me in verse 24. Let's read verse 24 together. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Amen. Can I tell you today, many times we think 
that we get discouraged and we think that God cannot do anything in our life. And we think that we uh, are, you know, we see all these obstacles and we see all these things that God, that, that we have faced. But can I tell you, no matter the obstacle, no matter the trial, the word of God and the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. And that's when I speak to you today. Let's, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. Lord, I just pray you give me the ability to preach, Lord, and help me to keep it together. And Father, I just pray you be an encouragement to the folks here today. Lord, to help them just to keep on keeping on. Lord, that the world more than ever needs the North Valley Baptist Church and Golden State Baptist College and all the ministries that here, KMBBC, and all the ministries that, have, that are going on here. And Lord, I just pray you'd help it just to keep on going. And I pray for the people here of this church that they'll just keep on serving and keep on letting God use them in ways that they never thought possible. Lord, I just thank you for your love and your mercy to us. And I thank you most of all for the gospel. For without it, we would have no hope. Lord, we give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You can be me seated. You know, many times local governments today are anti-Christian. And you see stores closing. You see so much theft. You see the homosexuality, the transgenderism. It's very rapid. You know, uh, you go out on Sunday. It's just so sad when you come to church. People are out on Sunday just like it's another day. They don't even think like it's time to go to church or give. They have no time for God. They have no time for church. Government leaders want nothing to do with Christianity. And it gets discouraging. It just seems like the evil is winning the day. And wicked men are getting away with murder and corruption, and yet their popularity continues to go up higher and higher. And we ask ourselves, where is God in all of this? We know that God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. Why is God allowing this kind of thing to happen? How can any good come out of this? But we see through this scripture right here that no matter the obstacles, no matter the virus, no matter the government cooperation, corrupt cooperation, uh, corruption, war, wickedness, the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. I'm sure John, who's the brother of James, asked, Lord, why did you allow my brother James to be, be beheaded? Why did you allow Peter to be put in prison? But here God, Luke is telling us here in Acts chapter 12 to see that no matter what happens in life, the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. Yes, there are things that happen that we thought we don't understand. Yes, you may see uh, things that you never thought. You know, if you oppose the gospel, you may think that you have won, but can I tell you, you will lose and you will lose big. You can stand with the gospel and you may temporarily lose, but you will finally win and win big when you stand before Almighty God. And he looks down to you just like he looked down at James when he gave his, gave his and he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, God will do that to each one that says, Lord, I want to be used of you. You know, the Lord can use any of us. There is a, you know, our God is so great, you cannot give one excuse of why God cannot use you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your education, uh, whether you have a college or a, a grade school or high school. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, rich or poor. God doesn't care. All God cares is, are you willing to let God use me for his honor and for his glory? You know, many times I know, it, especially here in the Bay Area, it's not easy to share the gospel because you're rejected time and time and time again. And sometimes they throw the, the, the track in your face or sometimes they just close the door. They won't even open the door. 
Have you ever had an opportunity when you go and you talk to somebody, have you ever had anybody say to you, if God is so good, why does he allow bad things to happen to good people? Have you ever had that question? If God is so good, why does he allow bad things? How many have ever had that question? If you're going out soloing, how many have ever had that? Yeah, you always have that. How do you answer them? How do you answer someone like that? Here, I want to share with you how I would answer. I'd like you to turn to Romans chapter 3 and verse number 4. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 4, it says, Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. And then in verse number 10, I want you to look in Romans 3.10, very familiar scripture, but it says, As is it written, can you say this? There is none righteous. What are those next words? No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Can I tell you, there are no good people. Can you realize, people think, they're, according to your standard, according to the way you think, you're a good person. But according to God's standard, there is no good person. We're all guilty and on our way to a place called hell. And we all need the gospel of Jesus Christ. We all need to realize that we need to turn from our sin, repent of our sin, and ask Jesus Christ to come into our heart. You know, what is repentance? Repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of action. We say we're not going to go our way anymore. We're going to turn around and we're going to go God's way. And we're going to do what God has called us to do. We're going to do what God has told us to do in his word. So many people today, they, they, you know, when you witness, they'll say, well, I think it should be this way. Or I think it should be like this. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what the Bible says. And God said, there is none righteous, no, not one. And we need to turn from our sin and turn to Jesus Christ. You know, it's so sad, but, you know, many times people, and I don't know, probably most people here on a Wednesday night, all are Christians. I would guess probably so. Most non-Christians do not come to church on Wednesday night. But, you know, maybe there is one person, but each of us need to realize that there is none good. We all deserve death and hell, and praise the Lord that he came to die for us so that we could have a home in heaven. You know, I want you to look at another verse for me. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 9. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse number nine, it says, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. You know, we're all evildoers, aren't we? We all sometimes are jealous. Sometimes we gossip. Sometimes uh, we do things maybe that we shouldn't do, the hope that nobody sees that we do them. We're all evildoers. We're all sinners. There is not one person in this room today that is not a sinner. Amen. We're all sinners. And we all need to repent of our sins and turn from him. I don't care how good you think you are. I, when we were in China, one of the things that would be, they always said so much about Mother Teresa and how great a person she was because she went to India and helped with these leopards and all that sort of thing. But can I tell you, Mother Teresa is a sinner and she needs to turn from God and ask Jesus Christ to come into her heart just like anybody else. But the Bible says here, where I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But read this with me. But the word of God is not bound. Amen. We're evildoers. We have missed shortcomings. We have problems. But the word of God is not bound. Amen. And isn't it joy to know that when you share the message of Jesus Christ, wit doesn't have to rely upon you. It doesn't have to rely upon your abilities. It doesn't have to rely on what you say or what you do. Because the word of God, if you give God's word, it is not bound. Amen. And so we just praise the Lord that no matter, can I tell you that even in China, I have found that out. You know, we, we have these uh, gospel tracts. I think I have a gospel track here. So yeah, 
you know, these gospel tracts that we've, we've given all over, all over the city, all over the Bay Area. Many times I know we just had some Chinese people come to church Sunday night because somebody put a track on their door. And they said, I had this track. And somebody put on our door. So we just wanted to come to church. Sunday night I had that. You know, I go to college, or I went to Bible college, and you, his son went to Golden State here, Sean Lundy. When I was in Bible college, this is how he got saved. Someone put a track in his car. He, was, he saw the track and just threw it in his car and went on his way. And then some days later, he got out and started cleaning his car. And he saw that track, and he picked it up, and he read it, and he got saved. And today, he's a missionary in Brazil, doing a great work in the Amazon. Doctors come here, God, just because somebody put a track on his door. The gospel cannot and will not be stopped. We may suffer as an evildoer, but the word of God cannot be stopped. You know, Herod here, he's a very unique person. He was Agrippa the first. He was born in, in 10 BC, grandson of Herod the Great, the one who slaughtered the infants in, in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. He was from a very dysfunctional family because his grandfather had his Herod's father killed when he was only three years old. He grew up without a dad and became sort of a playboy. A lot of times that happens when the dad doesn't rein him in and keep him like they should. They do things they shouldn't do. And he got in a lot of trouble, got put in prison, owed people a lot of money. Then the emperor Caligula came and released him and gave him the provinces of Palestine to govern. Later he was given all the territory that his grandfather had ruled until... AD 44. In fact, the Apostle Paul stood trial before his son, Agrippa, Agrippa II. He was a quintessential politician. When in Rome, do like the Romans do. When in the Palestine, do as the Jewish people do. He was able to win the favor of the Roman people. He was also in the government. And he was able to win the favor of the Jewish people that were in power. He observed the Jewish festivals like the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, which it talks about here in, in Acts chapter 12. And it tells about it in Romans 16.1, if you'd ever like to, to read it. But he used his influence to keep Caligula from erecting. He wanted to put a statue of himself in the temple, and Herod kept him from doing that. He helped uh, the Jews of Alexandria to receive more humane treatment, and he moved the seat of government from Caesarea to Jerusalem. He even began the reconstruction of the city's northern wall. That's the kind of man King Herod was. He knew how to keep the Jews happy, and he knew how to keep the Roman government happy. But he felt like those Jewish Christians were upsetting the political stability that was going on. And so that's why he had James beheaded, and he put Peter in prison. Many times politicians today are like that. You know, they want to keep these rich, woke entrepreneurs like George Soros, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Warwick Buffett, Carlos Sim, Jeff Bezos, and many others. And you see what happens like with Target and many other countries. But can I tell you that there's no leader, there's no businessman, no matter how rich or how powerful, can stop the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mal, in 1949, I went to China. You know, I, I went to China. You know, in, China, in, in 1949, Mao Zedong declared China a communist country. He called it the People's Republic of China. At that time, there were about 6,000 missionaries that were in the country. He kicked them all out. Those that refused to go were put in prison, and they died in prison. He put all the pastors in prison for over 27 years, and they did hard labor in prison for 27 years years. Churches were closed. Seminaries were closed. 
At that time, there was about a population of 540 million in 1949, 800,000 Christians. But, and so they closed, you know, kicked out the missionaries, put the pastors in prison, closed the churches. And you would think that he could stop the gospel. That sounds like there's no, how can you get the gospel when all the missionaries, all the pastors, the churches are closed? How can you get, but can I tell you today, there are over 75 to 100 million Christians in a city of 1.5 billion, or in a country of 1.5 billion people. The government, the, the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. You know, it doesn't matter what, what, who you are, you know, whether you're Hitler, whether you're Mao Zedong, whether you're Stalin, it doesn't matter what you are, the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. Time and time again in history, we've seen wicked tyrants trying to stop the gospel, but God is at work. The gospel is working, reaching people and changing lives. Many times we see the wickedness. When, evil, when God is rejected, you see the evil arise and you see the wickedness that's going on many time and time again. We even see it in the Bible many times, you know, as you saw in the Old Testament with the Israel and the, the 20 kings there and each one of them rejected God and God sent judgment in the South Kingdom and when the, country, when the, when the kings repented, like Hezekiah and, and, and Joash, and, the, and God would bless them and he would be with them. And God would help them do it. But can I just tell you tonight, we as God's Christians just need to keep on. We need to keep on sharing the gospel. We need to keep on passing out tracts. We need to keep on telling our friends, our relatives, our colleagues, and everyone we can, can, can come in contact with because the gospel cannot and will not be stopped. Prayer and Bible may be kicked out of schools. So there are school shootings and homosexuality and gender dysphoria and corruption and divorce, broken homes, and so much more. But you know, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know, many times people say, well, I think I'm a good person and God will take care of me. I don't know if you've ever listened to a, uh, a guy on the radio called Dennis Prager. Has anyone ever heard of Dennis Prager? Has anyone ever heard of him? He's a Jewish man, very intelligent and that sort of thing. And he, and he says he's a conservative talk show host. and He says a lot of good, good things. But the one sad thing that he says, he says, because I'm a good person, God will let me be in heaven. He doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. He doesn't believe that Jesus Christ died, buried, and rose again. And I don't care how good a person, and I don't care how intelligent and how uh, conservative he may be, you have to come to a point in your life that oh, it's only through Jesus Christ and him alone that will bring you to him. Not only, I'd like you to say not only that, but I'd also like you to realize it's not always God's will to deliver us from the sickness, death, and, and, and tragedy. James chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You know, many times God puts us in trying circumstances. And I know many of you are going through some very difficult times in your life. And you say, Lord, why would you allow me to put through that? But you know, sometimes when God puts us through a tragedy, it increases our faith. Because what pleases God? 11.6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. And sometimes God puts us through a tragedy. Sometimes God puts us through a difficult time because he wants to see your faith through that difficult situation. He wants to see how you'll trust him and help how he carries you through that difficult time. Can I tell you, you know, God has helped me many times. Many times in China, you know, we've lived 
in China without electricity for a week at a time or uh, running water at a week at a time. And, and you know, we, uh, people, the police came and we thought we'd be arrested, but we were never arrested, but God always took care of us. But can I tell you, when we put our faith and trust with him, he will see us through. And my question for you tonight is this. Are you willing, if the gospel cannot be stopped, are you willing to be a part of his plan? Are you willing to be what God wants for you to do? Can I tell you today, the biggest obstacle in your life for God not doing what he has planned for you is you. You are your biggest obstacle. God has all the power, all the ability, and he has the love and the willingness to do whatever he has planned for you. But if you're not willing, God will say, okay, and he'll get someone else because his plan will be accomplished. God, the gospel will not be stopped. And God will do what he has. I, I want to tell you one story, and then I'll close. I'm sorry, I'll keep you a little bit later, but I want to share one story, and then I'll close. I love to see how God, the gospel changes lives. I wonder how many here have been able to share the gospel with someone and, how, and watch how it changes a life. Uh, in China, you know, there, many people have never heard the name Jesus Christ, and I love to share the name, and I love to share the story, and watch those that receive him as Savior and watch God change his life. I have a man by the name of Mr. Zong. He was grew up in a alcoholic family. He constantly saw his father beat his mother. It get, put, made a lot of bitterness, anger in his in his home, in his heart. You know, in China, they are very hospitable people. And anytime they have a guest, they want to give their best to them. Well, during that time, he's just a little bit older than me, so this was a time when China was very poor and they didn't have a lot of money. And so when they when the guests came, uh, they wanted to give him some meat. Well, they didn't have any meat. Well, Mr. Zung here had a pet dog, and in China, they eat dog. And so he asked his father, he said, Dad, please don't give him my dog. But the dad did. He killed the dog and gave it to the guest. And it caused even more bitterness in his heart. He grew up, got married, and because of his bitterness and anger, he got divorced and was just going through life as an angry, bitter man. And then he started coming to church. And he heard the gospel, <clears throat> and God worked in his heart. And changed him. And today, you go to China today, you'll see him. He works in our church. He works in our school. And you'll see this gruff old man. He'll bend down and help a six-year-old tie a shoe. And you'll see the love of God in his heart. The gospel cannot and will not be stopped. And it will change life after life after life. You know, Paul, you know, in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, Paul and Silas were accused of turning the world upside down. Can I tell you, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will turn the, wor you will turn the world upside down for that person. You will help that person who thought they had no hope, who had no direction in life. You know, we are created, we as, God, as human beings are created to worship God. And those that reject it, that's why they come all these silly things and nonsense that's going on because they're refusing to believe in Jesus and in God because he created us with that ability. But yet people say, no, I don't want anything to do with it. But you know, the Bible tells us that let the wicked forsake his ways and the righteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and unto our God for he will abundantly pardon 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Will you let the Lord speak to you today? Will you let the Lord use you and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, most of you maybe here have led someone to the Lord. But maybe there's one person here, this is Brother Lawman. I've never led one person to I read a statistic, I don't know if it's correct, but I read that over 80% of the Christians have never one time led one person to Christ. Have never shared the gospel with someone. I think how sad, no wonder our world is like it is today. Have you shared the gospel with someone this week? If you haven't, my prayer for you today as we get ready for the invitation is you'll say before the end of 2023, before this year ends, God will use me to bring someone to this church and bring them to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Would you let God use you today? Would you let God speak to you today? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.